Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hi everyone. This is Carol Topp, host of the Dollars and Cents show here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, back with another episode for homeschool leaders. And I was asked a question on my website, homeschoolcpa.com, about uh, a homeschool co-op being a nonprofit. So here's what the question was asked by a woman named Laura. And she asked, does a homeschool co-op have to be a nonprofit or can it just run using a PayPal account to collect insurance and facility fees that get paid uh, out again? And then she finishes with this question, is it illegal to not be a nonprofit? Okay, Laura, great question. And I kind of understand where she's coming from because I spend a whole lot of time on this podcast, on my website, Homeschool CPA, in my books, talking to people. And it seems like I just harp all the time about being a nonprofit, don't I? (laughs) Because most homeschool organizations are nonprofit organizations. So she's saying, hey, can I have a co-op? without it being a nonprofit? And is that illegal? Okay. And there's really actually quite a bit more to her question than than a quick reply on a comment to a Facebook post will be. So I might have to write a whole blog post about this. Actually, I'm sure I've written several and actually several books about this whole idea of do you have to be a nonprofit? Basically, she wants to just run as simply as she can. And she's trying, basically asking me, do what do I have to do? <laughs> really without coming right out and saying that. So let me let me state first of all, is it illegal to not be a nonprofit? Well, no, of course not. Of course you don't. No one's forcing you to be a nonprofit organization. But let me tell you, Laura, you listeners, what I told Laura, and that is if you collect money from people and you provide a service, then you're operating a business. So Laura could operate this business, this homeschool program. She's calling it a co-op. I think she does classes because she's got some facility fees and she's paying insurance. So I'm pretty sure she's running classes. She could rent it as her business. That's perfectly fine. Laura, just make sure you report it on your income tax return. The money you brought in, the money you spent. And make sure when you set up that PayPal account and when you pay for that insurance that it's very clear to everybody that this is your business. So pay the PayPal fees and tell the insurance company that you're a business operating, you know, classes and make sure you're telling the facility that you're using that you're a business. Because if you're using a church, sometimes they don't want businesses operating out of their churches. They like to keep things, you know, more uh, charitable organizations. There we go. So she's basically really asking me, do I need to be a nonprofit charitable organization? Well, that's what most non, uh, homeschool groups are, like you already said. So if you want, if you don't want it as your business, Laura, because of whatever reason, um, you, you, you might want to be perceived more as a charitable organization with an educational purpose, meaning a nonprofit. 
what it takes, and here's what I think Laura's really asking. Here's what it takes, ladies and gentlemen, to be a nonprofit. You have to operate like one and you have to be organized like one. Now, chances are Laura is already operating like a nonprofit. She probably has no profit motive in running her homeschool co-op. She's probably not doing it with a business mindset to make a profit. She also has a charitable purpose or a nonprofit purpose, if you will, uh, that is education. And she's running a co-op, so it probably has this feel of everybody cooperating together to, you know, as volunteers to accomplish this, this lovely charitable goal of educating homeschooled kids. So she's probably operating like one. All right. What what Laura's really asking me without knowing that she's asking me is, uh, what do I need to do to to be organized like one? I'm afraid Laura's not organized like a nonprofit properly. Here's what it takes to be organized like a nonprofit. It takes a board and it takes bylaws. Those two things. And then most groups go on after they have a board assembled and bylaws, then they consider some more things like nonprofit incorporation in their state and 501c3 tax exempt status with the IRS so that they don't have to pay taxes on any leftover, any money left over in the PayPal account. So basically, I think that I'm a little worried because Laura already has an insurance policy. Um, I'm wondering in what name. Did she put this insurance policy? Did she just create a name for her group? Again, she's taken a step into organizing as a nonprofit. You know, if it's more than just her or her business, if she's got a team of people, it's a co-op, so she might have a team of people organizing this. She's taken some steps to organize like a nonprofit, as she should, because she's already operating like one. She probably needs to finish up and do it right. And, and have bylaws and then maybe consider the benefits of nonprofit incorporation in her state and tax-exempt status. So her, her final question, is it illegal to not be a nonprofit? Basically, she, without knowing it, she's asking me, is it illegal if I did some of these things and not the rest? Well, boy, I'm not going to answer that from a law perspective, but more from a CPA perspective that basically you're not going to be eligible for tax exempt status unless you are properly operating and organized as nonprofits should with that board, that bylaws, that uh, nonprofit motive and that charitable purpose. So I think she's got some of her ducks in a row and maybe not others. Um, And it's really not that hard, ladies and gentlemen, to get a little more organized as as a proper nonprofit, have that board, have some bylaws. I've got sample bylaws on my website at Homeschool CPA. I've got lots of information about, you know, how to run and operate a nonprofit. And then seriously consider tax-exempt status, which is different. You know, maybe that's what she was really asking. Do I have to be tax-exempt? No, you don't have to be tax-exempt but by golly, do you enjoy paying taxes? <laughs> do you want to pay taxes to the IRS? No, I think you probably don't. So you might want to consider applying for tax-exempt status. And maybe that's ultimately what she's asking me, you know. Um, basically, what does that involve? Well, I've got, you know, whole books and podcasts and articles over at Homeschool CPA on that. If you're small enough, under $5,000 a year in total money that you bring in, it's very easy. You can self-declare that you are tax-exempt with the IRS. If you're a little bigger than 5000 well, then you might want to apply, but there's an easy form. You can do it online, and I can, I can help you do that.
So I hope that this has answered Laura's question. Sorry, it's it's a lot longer and involved. Even though she was a very short comment on a uh, website, it it has a little complicated of an answer, doesn't it? But I encourage you to understand what it takes to be a nonprofit, to operate like one, and to be organized like one. And then kind of kind of finish doing what you started. Um, maybe she started some steps in the right direction and she needs to finish it up so that she is a properly organized nonprofit eligible for tax-exempt status if her group decides they want to go that way. And I can't think of too many reasons why you wouldn't want to <laughs> unless you enjoy giving the IRS your money. So I hope this has been helpful to you all. Make sure you share this information with other homeschool leaders in your area. You know, I would appreciate it so much if you would post it on your Facebook group. If you want to, if you find these podcasts helpful, however you find them. But you can always find them over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast. There's a list of them there. Or the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network website. That's where they are uh, permanently located. And you can also join me on a Facebook group that I manage that you might enjoy for homeschool leaders. It's called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. And uh, it's a, a closed group, meaning you just ask permission to join us. And we've got over 600 homeschool leaders from across the country all sharing information about what it takes to run a homeschool group. Everything from reimbursement policies to questions like Laura has, like, is it illegal for me not to be a nonprofit? And uh, you'll get a lot of insight and help from other homeschool leaders. And just like you will over at my website, homeschoolscpa.com and these podcasts. I hope they're helpful to you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.